0: Hello and welcome to another off-season edition of the NRL Bulldog Scenes Podcast. I'm Scott and I'm joined by Matthew. How you going, Matthew? Good, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, good. Uh, we'll just jump straight into the show, like we normally do. And, Let's uh, do it. What's happening at, at Belmore is pretty big this week. Uh, a new sponsor has jumped on board for the 2020 season. Good stuff. It's heating and cooling. Jumped on, and that'll be the short sponsors next year. That's good. The club's still looking for a um a major sponsor there. Yeah, I was taking a look at a few, uh just the mainly the roosters and their sponsorship team. The Bulldogs do have a lot of sponsors for next year. They're just still looking for that major one. So I'm just wondering if the Bulldogs are just knowing their knowing their value of, of the main sponsor. could that be well, a reason, right. you reckon? Yeah, I think that might have been. I think we've talked about previously with other clubs that you don't devalue the, the major sponsor position just because you don't have a sponsor. Um, got, yeah, sorry. They've got plenty of sponsors for next year, around the f- over 15 sponsors for next year. Just looking for that major one. So I'm pretty sure they're, I'm sure there's a bit of offers out there, but I'm just, wet. I'm just thinking they want to get the, uh, the money they want for that major sponsor. And also connecting to a right business as well. They might have the opportunity to actually connect with a business that aligns with the values of the Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. All let's right, hope to on. see some news for that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yes, hope so. It'll make our podcast go a little bit longer. Yeah, they're going to be a bit shorter now, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the Bulldogs go down to Parramatta in the Legends of League tournament. They went back-to-back in the first two years of it, but just fell short in the grand final in the third year. they almost got three straight years. Uh, Good run by the old boys. Yeah, I think it was the first loss ever in a tournament uh, coming in the the final this year. Um, uh, It's it's up on KO Sports, so anyone that's got access to that can go back and have a look. Um, It was a really, really fun tournament to watch. Uh, I was a bit surprised when the it's a nines tournament. I was a bit surprised when the final went a little bit longer than nine minutes, but um, apart from that, it was a great day for the Mark Hughes Foundation and to see um, those old boys out on the field. And uh, something that struck me, actually, I watched the entire tournament, was um, the, way, the difference in the way those players run in their technique and the lines that they run uh, compared to the modern player. Interesting, interesting. Cool. What's... Um... I did watch a few of the Bulldogs games on the, on the day. was yeah, the one that impressed you the most? The, the old boys. Uh, the Bulldogs? Yeah, the Bulldogs. did you play at the tournament? Oh, uh, well, I've got a free to one, actually. Oh, do you? Uh, please share. <laughs> so I've got three points to Luke Patton, two points to Willie Togger, and one point to Willie Mason. Interesting, interesting. Luke Patton, wasn't he impressive? So you can tell I think they were working hard. Uh, they were training, I don't know, probably at Belmore for this tournament, because there's a few classic tries that surely they were training for, or do they know each other better than what we think? Well, Marco Billy was interviewed partway through the day, and he said, well, it helps when these boys have been together since '02, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time, Um they're all, they all seem to be really close mates, and... Um, the players that are playing in that team over the last couple of years, so I think they just get together. They might have a couple of training runs, but I don't think they've had as many training runs as the opposition teams claim they had. Mm. Yeah, Good. a bit of jealousy—that's what I like in mean, the old boys. But yeah, all, well, if you look if you look for our team compared to the other teams, the majority of them were from like the early 2000s um, and, and played together, and there was a few that were from outside of that, but the majority were uh, from there. And then you've got the other teams that had like a mix for, uh, over a wider period of time, so I think that always helps. But it's good to see the old the old style of play, and uh, Willie Mason was a bit of a beast out there, but the footwork by Tonga and Patton was great. Yeah, Tonga wasn't quite impressive. He almost, he made the break towards the end of the Parramatta game, which almost got us the win. Well, he we should have got the win really, just Stephen Clark led. Uh, Three tackles take two minutes. It uh, should have been three sin bins, but uh, at the end of the day, it's a charity. Yeah, well, it's um, funny. It's funny when you watch it though, and uh, you just you, you turn it on, you sit back, relax, and just want to watch it. And then uh, as soon as kickoff happens, you you cheering like it's oh four four again. <laughs> yeah, if We just put an SOS. Yeah, well, not SOS, but for next year's tournament. Yeah, we get Sammy Parrot back. I thought he was quite impressive when he played last year. <laughs> Like really good, bit younger, a bit younger, like Tonga. I mean, I know he didn't play in that era, but just a few younger boys, yeah. chasing uh, a little bit of speed. I don't yeah. know. We'll talk next so year. I, I think the I think the concept's great. The field's a little bit less wide. It's uh, only eighty meters long, um, so it's, it's all about points, and it's for a great cause. So it's uh, it's great fun. Holdsworth and uh, Sherwin were were pretty good performers too all the day. <laughs> I think Holtz put didn't he to put the kick in for Patton? One of the kicks. Yeah, yep. yeah, All right, let's move on. Yeah, we can roll on. The new Bulldogs have entered the uh, well, have arrived at Belmore. Dean Britziani Katoa, and Joe Stimson have arrived. They've po- they've all posted for a photo in the Bulldogs kit, but now they've started work and they're the trenches pre-season training. They came in early. How good did Scioli Katawa look in the blue and white? Uh, from the from the photo that was released, looked really good. All the boys did that, uh Scioli Katawa, I reckon he, he could make his name in our club. Um, it looks if he looks quite already with what he's done with Tonga. But I reckon as an NRL player, he could make his name in our club. And a bit of a weird segue there from the, from the old boys to the new boys. Yeah, it's deliberately put down um, when I put the script together. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he looks out. I don't know, he looks looked ready to go on the photo if that makes sense he just looked very switched on well he just finished uh, Tonga commitment so he's probably very fit uh, yeah he just looks about it's to rip cool. in well it's good to, yeah it's good to see him being at the club and uh, so close after Tonga as well so yeah it was a quick quick visit to Tonga and then back into uh, Sydney and into into Belmore we having a bit of an induction day yeah which is cool, and all of it's opposed together, the new recruits. That's always good fun when you get to see all the new recruits and also always together. That's always pretty cool to see. Uh We'll roll on. Kieran Foran coming off contract in 2020. Yep. Uh Admits that his million-dollar days are over. Yep. Uh, he's had an interesting interview, actually, with Danny Weilow, like him or not, on Channel 9 News. I don't pay too much attention to uh, Denny Wilder, Widler, but I I definitely did this time, yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. That was actually one of the things uh Qoran <laughs> not giving up, not going to retire. He's going to push through and look um continue his open league career. He says he's not done. He hasn't achieved what he wants to achieve yet. Uh he's looking to get f- through this. Uh he's such a tough, tough competitor. Such a wide yeah. And he's he's training other parts of his body while he's got one arm, um, yeah. that's unusable. You can go onto Instagram and see photos of him working out with oh, one arm. Mm, yes, that Instagram um, post. Who knows though? In twenty twenty one, a lot of a lot of Bulldogs fans probably think that's the end of Kieran Four in a Canterbury. But you never know. We could offer him a severely reduced contract for twenty twenty one, and if he gets his body right, we could have a. Somebody who's like a million dollars standard on a small contract. So why, right now at this present moment, having him on a million dollars a year and not playing is a very bad situation. In the future, it might turn around in the opposite way. I, I, I don't know. That's being optimistic. Feeling. I've got the funny feeling he ends up in Manly on a cheap contract. <laughs> Possibly, but the, I'm just thinking the dogs uh, might just keep him around as a bit of some some like hard experience. Might be at like $200,000 a year. Yeah, because um, I wouldn't go over 250 for him. And then he, can, he goes on the field and actually plays a full season, comes daily a player of the year. <laughs> <Well, laughs> you never see, know. Big... These things swing, so you never know. You hope so for his sake, just for, for his sake in general, if it's not at the Bulldogs. He deserves that, it, doesn't it? He? he can come back for a year or two at least, at the very minimum, and have two solid years in top grade. But like you said, if he does come back next to does he play a top-grade game or does he just play in reserve grade? Just to use yeah. body, because that's a long, long time ago football. Yep. Yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah, we'll roll on. The uh, Bulldogs have uh, released their 2020 jerseys. So more the, the uh, I suppose you could say, the home and away jerseys are the same. fact, the... We sponsor at the moment, waiting for that to be confirmed, hopefully before the season starts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you still need to have your, your home jersey for three years and your away jersey for two years. So we obviously yeah. changed our jerseys at the start of this year. So um, I was going to say last year then, but still this year, at the start of this year. Last- so uh, obviously not much of a change happening there. There's new training tops and the Nines jersey's been released too. What do you think of the the NRL Nines jersey? I think they've gone really simple because of previous years like Canterbury, remember the original look Eagles looking thing? <laughs> yeah, I hated that, but I saw at the time a lot of them sold the the blue, black and gold jersey. It like the, it looked like the Eagles um, which I wasn't I wasn't a fan of. I didn't mind the actual the Belmore one. Yeah, that's fine. I well, it was we, cool. did, we did have some shocker of LRL Niners jerseys. This, this current one is a little bit more simple, but uh, honestly, I still don't like it. Well, I'm not a fan, I won't be purchasing one, but yeah, it's, it's just that I don't know. We could have had a bit of fun with it, I think, and it just it's just very plain. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, go onto the Bulldogs team store shop uh, online and have a look. But it's basically a white jersey with the Bulldogs logo uh, on the stomach. Yeah. Um and then the training tops. What do you think about the training tops? I know they're not. Training jerseys to take. Well on. when I when I first saw them, I didn't read the description, so I got I freaked out a little bit thinking that we at where to wear in the game. Uh but as training jerseys I think they're they're fine. Only I mean, they're more built for actual usage. Yeah. In, um like one on one sessions maybe against the, the opposed sessions against yeah, because there's, there's a blue experience. and white stripes and uh Dark blue and light blue striped jersey. Yeah, like so. Would imagine that the pose sessions against each other. They split the teams in two, or NRL boys versus the NSW Cup boys in a, in a pose session. Yeah, possibly. Test, it, test a few things out there, or we'll just keep rolling on. Before I actually skip this one on the the list, the uh, Bulldogs released the uh, their contract. Very transparent of them. They released the contract lists, and who's uh, expiring yeah. when? That's uh. I don't think I've really seen that before. To be that transparent, I've just randomly posted on their website. So, yep. So, so the contract list is up. Sweet. Yeah. So the contract list. I will. Uh, we'll talk about the actual itself as the like, players later in the show. We'll have a little bit of fun of what you do talking now, but just I just wanted to actually just touch up on how unusual that is. It's pretty early, but yeah. No, but just no, but just to share like the details and what year they expire the play like every single player. That's good. Like, it's letting like the fans know exactly where the club stands. So it's it's good. The oh, the fans I like know, it. The more the fans I, I, know, the better it is. So it's I good think stuff. It's a really good touch by everyone involved in releasing that. You get to know which players coming off. Uh, sometimes you can use reports. I I could just pick up a scenario a few years ago when uh, Pat O'Hanlon resumed the Bulldogs reports were saying that some media outlets were saying two years while other media outlets were saying one year and then it took the Bulls a little bit later to actually say it was actually a one year extension on his contract so yep. and other media you can look at the contract list and you can go oh wow this plays on another two years here or this oh, plays and only got one more year left so it's really good you can actually see it yourself and not rely on the Daily Telegraph or any other news outlets yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple of Fan websites too at the moment that scour through different articles and try to compile all that detailed information on every yeah, club, So, the, I mean, they put a lot of effort and appreciate the effort, but sometimes they're just a bit off, aren't they? Well, that's, I blame the, the journalists for that,
1: for, oh, yeah. for
0: that. I don't blame the guys putting it together. All right, is that a bit off? Is is that that is what's of, happening uh, at Belmore. It's now time we actually take a look at the, our Twitter and Instagram team. So we've been putting together some videos, a bit of fun t- for engagement. If you haven't seen, to uh, pick your team for 2020, the round one starting team. We've already gone through our fullback, and then no surprise at all, the votes came in at 100%. Everybody agreed. Dallin Wontellis-Desniak is going to be the fullback for round one. 100%. Wow. Not in both, and this is both. So, we are doing a Twitter versus Instagram team. Well, only if it's different. <laughs> oh, yeah, only if it's different. So, so far, both of them have voted and 100% on both social media. So, I, I didn't think it'd be 100% to Dallin. I thought he'd have the, the majority vote quite easily, but 100% that's a little bit of a surprise. There's some people who put the preferences and what order they would have it if Dallin couldn't play, but all pick Dallin. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, there's always there's always one person out there that's uh, a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, even if uh, 99% of the people say one thing, there's normally one person out there that will say the opposite. So, very interesting that no one at all disagrees. So ho- hopefully, from... there's no like a uh, late positional switch for Dallas next year. That's okay, <laughs> just out of up the up in... <laughs> If he jumps in the wing or center or something like that, they'll be up for all at Belmore. <laughs> and everyone yeah. will be there together United maybe, apparently maybe, maybe you're in at 5'8 or something yeah maybe but he'll be, uh, be up for all I think at first because everybody picked him uh, we're, we're definitely talking shit so but yeah no surprises there uh, a bit surprised that was 100% but yeah Dallon's obviously fullback for next year up, uh, up next up the fullbacks currently the wingers are doing the rounds the winger video was posted this week uh, it closes on Saturday the 23rd at 12 p.m. So if you are listening to the podcast a little bit later, that, that's the date it closes. Uh, I predict that, the... predict that one won't be 100%. I can tell you already, I can confirm it's not. The votes <laughs> have to be counted because there's a few leading on t- different players and some have voted the same one, same winger. You've got to do two votes to get your vote to count. Because you're voting for the wingers, not yeah. a winger. So who would you go for on the wings? We talked last oh, week i folks at Dallin this week, wingers. I've tossed it up and I'm gonna actually stick to the I think well, I suppose you call them more the incumbent wingers. I well, actually I'm gonna go with uh Nick Manny and uh Jaden to be the wingers. Oh there you go. Cool. I'd go Robert Smith and Jaden Lockenball. I've I mean... Jaden trade on the left and uh Remus on the right. I've got I've got Nick on the left and Jaden on the right at the moment. But in saying that, I mean, I've, I've, probably, I've got Remus Smith probably in the centres. That's how he finished off the season. I mean, he played every game on the wing except for the last one. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, 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 mean, I, just, I think I've talked about it a few times. Wiggers at the moment in today's game are more important than centres. They start your sets. So, for me, Remus on the wing. But do you have Nick meaning in your team? Yeah, it's a hard one because I, I, I like Nick Melee a lot. He just doesn't fit my, my winger in the current game. I don't know. He, he, he was end of form last season to me, though. He couldn't stop scoring at one stage. He was making uh, 20 metres. He had great form at the, end of the, uh, at the end of last season. And I'm not saying anything against Nick Melee. I'm just saying that if I was picking the team in his, the current game, I'd have two very big body fast wingers. So Fair that's why enough. I picked by. A few have agreed with that stance, but I do have to, um, I think this time we must have to check the votes a few times, make sure we get the right two when we release. And they will be released on the Monday, Monday, so we can actually count it and uh, make the video as engaging as possible. And that'll be on the 25th of November. Again, if you're listening to this podcast a little bit later, some of our listeners do. All righty. Sweet. So we're all we spoke about it earlier, the actual Bulldogs contract list. Yeah, so I, I've Makes got it in front to... of me now. So have I. Right. A, we agree it was very transparent by the Bulldogs? Yeah, it's, it's great to see. It's, uh, you're talking about engaging on Twitter with uh, these different videos. I think this is a great way for the club to engage in a real and meaningful way with the fans. Yeah, I really do like it because few of them I wasn't one hundred percent sure that their contract length exactly, and now you know. So, you want to run through the players who don't have a contract for twenty twenty one? Yeah, sure, we chat about that one? Okay, so right, well, was, so what? We'll I'll, talk about whether we should keep them or not. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> so
0: okay, let's get... by alphabetical order. So Jack Cogger, Adam Elliott. Raymond Fatala Mariner, Kieran Foran, Morgan Harper, Kieran Holland, Will Hopawati, Josh Jackson, Montella Montoya, Chris Smith, Suaso Sue, Isaiah Tass, Aidan Tolman, Braden Wakeland. Uh, the people who contract is expiring at the end of the season. The end of next season. <laughs> yes, yeah, so ex- oh, the expiring at the end of the 2020 season, which is yeah. this season. The well, we season has started. Uh, nah, it's still post season. We haven't got pre season yet. <laughs> I, I don't know. 2020 begins now. Oh, it's beginning November 1 for clubs. So I've jumped on that bandwagon anyway of saying that. Who do we politely flick and who do we keep? <laughs> and how uh, long do we keep? Well, how about we just go down the list? So we've got Jack Cogger. I say keep. How long? What would you offer him And You know, we're Two or Two three years? years, yeah. yeah. I'd say keep Jack Hogger. Yeah, cool. Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott. Ugh, harsh, but I'm gonna say let go. Same here. I'm gonna say not because he's a bad player, but he is the type of player that uh, might be picked up on a bigger deal elsewhere, and then giving us the ability to maybe sign a player of a type that we actually what we need more so. Yeah, I'd say let go with the depth we've got. talent Talamaina, so sorry, keep. keep. I was last year, let go, let go, let go, and then when he started playing in the middle of the field, it was keep with well, his short, not so long game time, but with big, big meters and in, in the middle. Yep. So I'm going here and keep for, here in Flores. Let go. Like I got it depends on the price. If it's yep. two hundred. $250,000 for two years, I'd, I'd take that gamble that he might come good and you get a million-dollar player for for nothing or for very little. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, worst-case scenario is that he only plays half the games and he doesn't take up much of the cap. I suppose, yeah, but I'm going to say get rid of I don't. I think he might find a better deal either in Super League or for another NRL club. Okay. Right. Uh, Morgan, Morgan Harper. Harper, keep, keep. I would, I hope this is the year he breaks out and plays more top grade. Me personally, massive fan of Morgan Harper. I hope he's another three to five years extended. Kier- so long term. Holland, leave. Let's go. I'd keep Holland. I'd let him go. I, just at the time now, we've got younger players now coming in that position who got their whole career ahead of him, And I think he's just someone who's just getting the way of them. In <laughs> not in a rude way. They came across as ruder than it was meant to sound. Very, very harsh. I'd, I'd keep him as uh, one of my one of my uh, contenders for centre position. Uh, Will Hopalati? Oh, I'd say let go. Yeah, I'd say let go too. And I think that comes as no surprise to anyone that's been listening to this podcast for more than uh, a week. <laughs> As um, much as really good form he has been this year, I think he's getting that stage of his career that if we are going to sign him, it has to be only one-year deals. He's getting slower. He doesn't have He's got it. He could run not too bad, but he's he doesn't have a threat of pace, does he? No, I think that's something that, that we, we miss at the moment too. If we miss impact in the forwards, we definitely miss a bit of speed out wide. Yes, I know Milly's quick. I know Ockenbus quick and Smith is quick. But um, we struggle with uh, players that can that are quick. that can also often get themselves into space, don't we? Josh, yeah, uh, Josh Morris. Even though at his yes. old age, yeah, he's still finding ways to get into gaps and making gaps. He actually makes them happen. All right, Josh Jackson, signing for life. No yes, does yeah, want. <laughs> hard years. keep, hard keep. Five years, uh, four million dollars. <laughs> keep it. Sweet. we roll down to Marcelo Montoya. Unfortunately, I've got to say let go. Yeah, it's hard to say when a Bulldogs junior gets involved, you get a bit of attachment to him, but I do agree. Chris so say let go. I want to say let go. Yeah, me too. Salasso, Sue, Keep. I'm going to say let go. I want to say keep based. I think he's got the... I think he's very much a bulldog. I know he's only played the one year at the Bulldogs. But that chase down Charles Nickel Konstad when he chased him down, he had no right to be there. I think that's worth to keep at least. So they Just that attitude, yes. Fair enough. Isaiah Tass? I'm going to say keep. Very he's young. He's his first year in top grade. So I'd like to see how he develops the reserve grade. But at this current point, there's some definite talent there. So you at least. Yeah, too early to tell for Tuss. yeah. But I'd say if the ta- if we go and say today, I'd probably say keep just on the basis yeah. that there's definitely keep talent there, you, keep you for another year. Uh, Aiden told him, keep, <laughs> yeah, probably keep. He's got to be com- pro- probably coming onto his last contract as well. So, all uh, right, two to three years, I'd probably say more like a two year contract, yeah. You can see games this year where he hasn't played or he got, I mean, he did get into that Newcastle game and we did win that game and Dylan Apples up, stuff. but a game against Brisbane Broncos, that first one when we got absolutely flattened by them. Yeah. You could tell we we're missing him. Like, we we're missing a guy who can play long minutes in the middle. Like, he, he can still play the whole game if he has to. Yeah. And he's age. He can play the whole game. He makes metres. We look better with him. He, he's he got that ability to actually let the other players actually make an impact because he. They can play shorter game time, like someone like Raymond Talamarana, who when you can only give him fifteen to twenty minutes, yeah, you can just let it. You can just let Raymond loose, and he can let Renato Munga loose, and Suaso so Sue, knowing they got limited game time loose. So I reckon it's keep for life as well. And Brandon Wakeham. I want to say keep. I think he's a talent. I think it's a hard keep. I think if you've seen him perform at uh, Fiji, if he takes that form into uh, into the pre season. I think it might be actually hard to keep him out of a starting spot, especially with the injury in to Ford. Well, if you, I, was, I know it's very early days, and it's a lot can change in pre like the season, but it looks likely. That if you go by Dean Pay's words, it looks like a Jack Colgar and Lachlan Lewis starting in the halves this year. I don't know i know take from it with one of the quotes he said. But it looks like one of them, uh, Cog and Wakeham, one of them has to, you'd imagine one of them will go with the signing of Lachlan Lewis. Yeah, possibly. Uh, could be Cog as well. Who knows? Um, no, but, but I just thought, I want to keep both of them. Yeah. So they like, might have uh, long term. But the, the thing you 11 it's too, like, for due respect to Dean Pay, like, I trust what he says, but at the same time, saying that this early. Is fraught with danger. So much could happen, so much could change. You don't know oh, who's yeah. going to be fit round one, who gets Who's the carrying guys. the house down? Yeah, just because Cogger and Lewis might be at the Bulldogs in positions one and two for the halves doesn't mean they will be by Christmas even or by trials next year. So we'll see what happens. But I'm a big fan of Brendan Wakem from a little bit that we've, we've seen so far. Uh, I, I like him and Cogger in yeah, their starting halves to be honest. I think, he played, I think he plays better when uh because FBG, they let him use the full field so yeah he yeah. plays both sides i think I think that really benefits him as well oh, I don't know if both are half play both sides but that's a different discussion yeah well <laughs> well they should <laughs> they should like, the good old days but anyway any uh contracts here that surprise you of length? uh not really Stimson got three years straight off the bat. Uh, but yeah. I want to say, Jake Villio, he got a two year deal, went straight to our top grade side started a two year deal. Yeah, how that's good. Nice how nice is that? Just straight off the bat in two years? Another um, one I'm actually a little bit surprised on. And actually, I think, them, I think he's actually, he could be a bit of a bolter for next year, actually, Jake. He might be playing the halves. <laughs> could be. I think, I think the, he's going uh, to end up, I think he'll end up on the wing. Or out of the centres, but uh, he's got a powerful, explosive running game. Uh, So I think I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he gets a go in the top grade uh, early, early on next season. Um, Looking again at the the players I'm still surprised. Christian Crichton finishes at 2021. Yeah, three-year deal off the bat with the Bulldogs. I I just assumed that was going to be a two-year when you look at like how many games he's played for Penrith. Yeah. I was shocked by that. Like, get you off know, about three years, that's a nice deal for him. So I start to think, I mean, he didn't... He was dropped early. He got given the axe after two games for top grade. Very surprising because it was a debate that many thought he was one of our better performing backs before getting dropped. But... Yeah, well, it, you know, a lot of things come into these type of things. Oh, yeah. Team balance as well and, and all that sort of stuff. So you, you don't know. But, uh, yeah... He started all right. He definitely shines in the Canterbury Cup, and then he came back and when he played top grade. he doesn't look out of place in the top grade jersey. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they're thinking long term. Maybe they think that he might leapfrog one of the wingers again or centres because that's where the position he plays, and he might be a long term thing. He's still young, so possibly. Well, and Nick, that's oh, right. Well, i was just gonna say. Who knows, players get moved on these days that quick, re- contract or not. <laughs> but, yeah. Nick Minney got 2021 as well. yeah I was a bit surprised by that. I thought it'd be another two-year player because, again, the only games they played and all that. But sometimes, I suppose if you're going to try to put... You look well, at thought, a youngster, you must offer something. like well, a longer makes deal. sense. It makes sense when you think about what position we were salary cap-wise when we signed these players and the fact mm. that... They'd be on not massive amounts of dollars, and uh, that will continue out throughout their contract. Because we've said we're not doing back-end deals anymore. So 2021, they could be seasoned uh, NRL players on a you know small contract. So we might be able to add some more depth around around the squad in 2021. Well, we definitely will. Right. We know that. So was I think in the negotiation period from those players. Yeah. If you know, like Nick Many was very. Nick Ben and Christian Crack were like new to the NRL when they yep. signed the Bulldogs. I wonder if maybe a potential additional year, you know, a bit of job security and football, looking after yourself as in maybe you don't have to offer me as much if I get that extra year, three-year contract instead of a two-year contract. Being guaranteed NRL players for another year, being that young. Maybe that yeah. could have been a, a leeway, a bit of a, like, you know, bit yeah, of it was, negotiation tools. Like, yeah, you pay me a little bit less or I'm not a cap- I'm massive it's a carrot it for them, but at the same time, I think it will work good for us too in 2021. All right, should we just roll straight on to Rugby League World? Yes, we should roll on to Rugby League World. So, uh, last couple of weeks, lots of stuff happening, but this week, uh, just real quick uh, USA vs. Cook Islands in the final Rugby League World Cup qualifier. It was the Cook Islands that won that game in Jacksonville. So 16 teams, 16 countries for the men's competition at the World Cup has been confirmed. Uh, the USA, not one of them. I think we spoke before. A little bit disappointed, like as they like how they've been in the last two World Cups. So it's been cool to see them again. Yeah, well, I think every rugby league fan, that's a bit of an expansionist, and likes international game. Really wants to see a strong USA team but Unfortunately, they're going to have to go back to uh, the drawing board a bit and, and restart again, possibly. Because mm. at this stage, they're looking like a tier three nation. Yeah, Not like two yeah. it's just a bit. i um, still a bit sad, but I wish they were automatic. When you yeah. look at the amount of talent, athletic-wise and sports-wise in America, it's it's ridiculous that this has happened from a USA perspective. But from the Cook, I was very happy for the Cook Islands. I love oh, those yeah. islands, and their people, uh, and the passion that they have for the game. And it's good, good for them. Like it's good for them. And as great as it is that Jamaica made the Rugby League World Cup, and as great as that will be for Jamaica and the competition as a whole, in reality, the USA should have beat Jamaica then. Like really. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> but that's pretty much all we have for Rugby League World, Scotty. So. Well, I got one more for you. I've got one more uh, yep. before you leave. Sorry, this was the thing. <laughs> The rankings came out, and New Zealand's number one in the world. Yeah, that confused me a bit. They've they recently changed the rankings system. Uh, it's still too complicated for me to understand. But, um, oh, I was going to uh, ask you if you understood it, because I don't understand. But- well, I understand the basics. So it's a, it takes the last three years' results into account, um, The results that happen more recently are weighted higher for points for ranking points than the ones that are older games. Uh, You get the more games you play, the more points you get because the opportunities you have to win or lose or or you get points for losing as well. It's not a competition point; it's ranking points. Um, And if you beat a team that's ranked higher than you, then that's deemed as more points than beating a team that's ranked lower than you. So, I think what's... From what I understand, what's hurt Australia is that I think they've only played four games since the since the World Cup. Well, they, they get more international games. Was, but was it two that, last year and two this year for Australia? Yeah, I think so. So, <laughs> and if you look at New Zealand last year, they played four games last year against England. Three-game mm. series and a game in, at Denver. And then this year, they've played... Um, I think they played three test matches this year. I think they played the two Oceania Cup games plus the. No, they played four this year as well. The two Oceania, Oceania Cup games plus the two against yeah. Great Britain. So. Yeah. Well, Tonga surely could have got a little bit of a boost up. Beating Australia and Great Britain. Yeah. Yes, but um, they lost to New Zealand and came last in the Oceania Cup play. Eh? Mm, I suppose. So. So it's it's. Well, I was a bit like in reality. I think Australia is still the number one team in the world. Uh, yeah, Australia did beat New Zealand just recently. So could you say in reality that Tonga's number three, nipping on the toes of two and one? I wouldn't just say just in reality. It I wouldn't say it right now. Uh, I think they'd have to uh, show that they can continue to beat the top nations for a little bit longer. Um, I'd still have Tonga four. I'd go Australia, New Zealand, England, Tonga, uh, but Tonga are right on the tails of England, aren't they? Yeah, people before said we only had the three nations. Well, now we have four major nations. Like, really, yeah, well, each other. England and has like... never lost to Tonga, so that's something to remember as well. So, there you go, and, it's, and it was Great Britain that lost. Yeah, and Great Britain? Apparently, Great Britain's points get de- uh, ranking points get divided up amongst the home nations, uh, with a greater percentage going to the country that had the most players. So I think England copped uh, the beating. lack of ranking points for what happened in Great Britain. I was surprised to see Scotland also dropped, despite winning both their World Cup qualifying games. Mm. Uh, I don't know, but surely there's a simpler system out there. Well, yeah, I, I do think, that if you look at it now, I think Australia's still the number one nation. They did beat New Zealand not that long ago, well, just a, in a month. we have got more than that, So Yeah, but look, it's it's interesting because you'd probably say tier two is Fiji, PLG, Samoa, and maybe the Cook Islands, but <clears throat> PLG just defeated Great Britain as well, and Fiji have been in Australia, have uh, been in uh, New Zealand recently, so... You know, you you say four major teams. There could be six by the time oh, yeah. the World Cup comes around. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, there could be good with those. And Scotland drew with New Zealand only a couple of years ago. I think, I think that was a, I think that was pre-Larks World Cup though. Oh yeah, but still, Scotland, uh, New Zealand got their revenge by beating them by like seventy points at that World Cup, something like that. So, so yeah, but okay, I think that's all we got. So you want to quickly run through the socials? Yeah, I'll quickly run through the socials like we do every week. So if you want to have a any idea for the show or whatever you say on our podcast, just give us a tweet at NRL Bulldogs fans. You're on our or you on to Instagram us, private message or share us a photo. It's at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans or you can flick us an email at NRL Bulldogs dot fans at gmail.com. dot <laughs>